0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and member fdsc i
1: the left wing for the win he shoots and scores five four and ten in overtime across the five the deuce is loose touchdown outs trade forward in Home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elves. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law.
0: Oh, dip into that moonshine reserve. It's Friday night. Third period in the NHL, Flyers in control against the Sabres. 5-1 lead with eight minutes to go early in the second period. No score, Blues and Devils. Oil Kings about to get going at Rogers Place against Moose Jaw at Claire Drake Arena. The Alberta Golden Bears taking on the 8-0 Saskatchewan Huskies. That one about to begin as well. Oilers tomorrow right here on 630 chat, 1130 a.m. for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 1 as they take on the Nashville Predators. One of the two wins the Oilers have this season came against Nashville and of course tomorrow at 5 at foot field. Huge game. Canada West semifinal. Golden Bears against the Saskatchewan Huskies. Golden Bears playing a playoff game on home turf for the first time since 2005. They went 6-2 and two in the regular season. All right, you know the plight for the Oilers. Can't win. Can't win. Got a ton of pressure last night, ton of shots, ton of shot attempts, and had to settle for a 4-3 loss against the crafty old Dallas Stars. Bit of a longer answer here from Jay Woodcroft, but I think one that uh, is sort of all-encompassing about The uh, hope he still has for the team doing better, but also the problems that they have been having, as he talked about having 49 shots on goal, yet still not scoring enough.
2: There were positives in our game, and that was one of them, was that we were around the net. We had numerous scoring chances. We had the ability to win that game. Um, I think when... Your record's where it's at. You're, you're kind of in, into it up to your knees, you know what I mean? Like uh, you're into it, you're up to your knees. And when you're in that kind of situation, sometimes you hit the crossbar three times and it goes over the net, not into the net. Sometimes you get 50 shots on net, 99 shot attempts, and you don't win the game. You look at the other team, they're feeling it. They're in a groove. They gave up, I think, 50 shots two nights in a row, but found a way to win those games. They counterpunched their way to a win. Um, I think when you're in the groove, those things turn your way. When you're not in the groove and when you're into it up to your knees and your record's where it's at and it feels the way it feels, that, that doesn't fall for you. But I know this, and this is from my experience, is that there is only one way forward, which is you got to work your way out of that. You have to earn your way out of that. And then pretty soon you see it drop the other way, where that shot off the crossbar does go in, where those 50 shots do convert to five or six goals for. But for me, when you're in the situation that we're in, where I steer our focus is to the fact that in our two wins this season, we've given up two or less goals. That's a fact. I said earlier, we're, we have the ability to face facts here. So for, for us as a group, it's eliminating some of those moments, those large errors that have led to us not closing out some games we feel we were the better team in that has nothing to do with the offensive side sure we have to convert offensively when we will the power play will uh, our shooters will but i think we have to take care of the other side of it and when we do that and we have that mindset pretty soon you find yourself in that groove that i was talking about
0: well they're trying to get there um Last night's game on its own, you'd think, well, heck, that's probably a pretty good team that just couldn't find the net on this night. There were the three goalposts by Bouchard. Now, I, I always hesitate to talk about goalposts as, as if they should have been goals, because technically the puck was going wide of the net. But when you're that close thrice in a period, you start to think like, OK, maybe they're a little snake bit puck was around the net a lot i thought wedgewood made some good saves i thought the oilers missed on some chances i thought there were some passes into the dangerous area that were just a little bit off i mean even that cane to gagne the third goal of the night wasn't uh, a clean connection but gagne finally got one past wedgewood on a bit of a, bro- a bit of a not broken play but not a 100 percent clean play um so it's happened a couple times, certainly against Winnipeg, the overtime loss, now against Dallas, and even to some extent Vancouver in the second game of the season, where the Oilers had the puck a lot, had a lot of shots on goal, had more chances than the other team, but didn't win the game. The three games I'm talking about, they got one point out of a possible six. Um, we know in hockey the value of goaltending, and we know in uh, you know hockey that sometimes that little black thing just doesn't bounce your way, but it's happened three times in nine games. So why is it happening? Well, when the Oilers make a defensive gaff, it's a massive gaff, and, and I think, really, that's now become the number one storyline for the season. I, I mean, yes, there are still some very regrettable efforts this year. First game in Vancouver, the game in Philadelphia, a large stretch of that game against the Minnesota Wild. Um, but you look at last night, I, I wouldn't say that the Oilers played terrible, but when they made a mistake... It was a big one, and it's going the other way, and Dallas knows how to finish, and as Woody was saying in that clip, right now Dallas is feeling it. You know, they sort of have that belief that they're going to get the breaks and make the big play, and the Oilers are still searching for that. Leon comment commented on the team defense struggling. Seems to me like it's a little bit more individual um, mistakes than than, than, than systematic or... um, anything like that so i think we're just individually we i don't know lose our sharpness for for a second and and it seems like every time that happens it's it's in the back of the net so um yeah something that we need to fix obviously well they keep talking about knowing what's going wrong and trying to fix it they haven't been able to do that yet and Yeah, I know we've discussed uh, a defensive system, different changes, zone versus man-to-man, all that kind of stuff. That wasn't the problem last night. I mean, you get beat off a bad pinch by a a veteran defenseman, Cody Ceci, and I'm just bringing him up as an example. There have been a lot of veteran guys who have made uncharacteristic errors this season or more characteristic or, or more errors than usual. Um the the other play in the second period that led to the three-on-one, depends how you want to look at it. Philip Broberg doesn't get the puck in deep. He's been sent down, by the way. Raphael Lavoie has been called up if you missed that. Um, is that on Broberg? Is that on players changing before they saw the puck deep for sure? You could probably argue either way, but there's mistakes there. Uh, usually you don't get overly critical of power play goals, but they didn't defend that zone entry very well. With some veteran players on the ice, uh, and then they just got di- dissected the way that a team should not be dissected uh, on another rush goal in the third period. So it, it wasn't uh, so much defensive zone coverage or or defensive system play that hurt them last night against Dallas. Is that when they gave Dallas an opportunity to get into the zone, uh, Dallas was able to finish a couple times because of odd man rushes and a couple times because the orders didn't react very well to the rush. Um, I mean, it's almost... Last night was almost like a football team that has 450 yards and has 38 minutes time of possession, but they give up a kick return touchdown, a pick six, and a long bomb against them, and then they lose the game, even though they had the ball most of the game. So... I agree with anybody that says that they're close. I also agree with anybody who's concerned and saying, when are they going to get over the hump and start banking some points? You can let me know what you think. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email the show, inside sports at 630Ched.com. Before we're done tonight, you're going to hear from Chuba Hubbard. The Sherwood Park product, who is uh, the running back with the Carolina Panthers, the, the their leading rusher to this point this season. They finally got their first win of the season last week against Houston. They will play Indianapolis coming up on Friday. Always good to have Chuba on the show. A little more here on the Oilers, and we'll get to some of your feedback as well. The Viking, Matthias Ekholm, always very measured and well spoken. Here's his comment on the defensive play: The rushes—that's the problem. The odd game, it's uh, mental errors or mistakes or lapses, whatever you want to call it. So, I think it's a matter of right now we're not scoring at the pace where we can. I guess, mask those mistakes and, and it's costing us games. And that's what we got to um, have a little bit of understanding that we need to play a little bit tighter, make sure we don't uh, get those mistakes or giving up easy goals, so to speak. We can't give up three on ones with one pass open that goal. Like it's, We got to make teams earn the goals more um, in, in, in some areas. Well, again, they recognize what the problems are. They they just haven't been able to totally repair them. And I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, well, they got to defend perfect perfectly, or it's a disaster. No, I'm I'm saying they got to defend better and not make the big mistakes. Uh, and, and hey. Dallas clearly wasn't perfect last night. That was a—they looked like a, a tired team in the third period. I mean, they had tons of times they got the puck to their own blue line and not out, and the Oilers went in for second chances. But again, um, how many clean chances did the Oilers have? There were certainly a few. Uh, I mean, Fogle made a great shorthanded rush and got in on a breakaway. Um, but I was talking about plays around the net where the the passes were in the feet or the others couldn't cleanly connect Dallas still defended desperately enough desperately enough to get the one-goal win, whereas uh, the Oilers are often stuck defending outnumbered, and then it really might not depend how desperate you're playing because you've already made the mistake to give the team the uh, odd-man rush. Uh, Before we get to some of your feedback, and if you're on hold, just give me a sec here. Uh, It it was a feel-good night. We can't ignore the positive. Sam Gagne comes into the lineup. Two shots, five shots on goal, three hits, and Jay Woodcroft had this to say about Gagne giving the group a boost.
2: Well, he's a professional Um, Somebody's gone through different phases of his career. I thought he did give us a good amount of energy yesterday, scored two goals in the third period. I liked where and how he scored those goals. What an example for some of our younger players that haven't found some success this year. What an example that was for them. I think he's happy to be here. He wants to be part of a solution and he's ready to work a guy
1: like that are you comfortable moving him up and down the lineup because yeah. he was a first line guy for a long time
2: yeah and as you saw last night he started on the line with McLeod and, and Holloway and by the end of the game he was playing with Kane and Nugent Hopkins so um, that's something that we pride ourselves on is making sure we're Our eyes are open and we're aware of who's going. And he was going last night. So it it was a pleasure to watch him and and, uh, reward him when he was going.
0: Uh, I know he got asked last night about why he wasn't out, out at the end of the game. Woodcroft saying he was the next guy up. Though I think they are in the situation where if they would have got another face-off uh, in the offensive zone, they probably would have called the timeout. I, I might have had them out there anyway. I mean, I, McDavid and Dreisaitl are no-brainers for a six-on-five. I would put Bouchard in that category as well. Nugent Hopkins, pretty much always there. Kane was having a good game. I actually might have put Gagne on instead of Hyman for the six on five, just because he was feeling it. Nothing against how Hyman was playing, but but it, it just seemed like Gagne obviously had that energy uh, around the net and had already finished a couple of chances. Anyway, 7804960063. Uh, Scott's going to be first up on the open line. We'll get to some of your written correspondence as well. Quick break first, Inside Sports on Chet.
2: inside
1: sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates how further injury lawyers go to jameshbrown.com all right appreciate
0: you tuning in tonight uh, oil kings down one nothing against moose jaw about seven minutes into the first period uh i the Canada West website says event not started, though the game has started. But I'll get you a score before we're done tonight, uh, Golden Bears and Huskies. We have Scott on the Certainty Hotline. Scott,
1: go ahead, please. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. Good. So, a few points. One, I'm very disappointed in the uh, very poor start with the Oilers this year. Sure. The sting of the loss of the playoffs should have actually been fresh in their mind when they came back this year, and I would have thought they would come back a motivated team, rolling all lines, ready, ready to play, but they, they showed up weak, sloppy, and anemic. Uh, last year's playoffs, Toronto and Boston had the early exit, it would have been a great year for Edmonton to go deep, but uh, I think it was just a lack of enthusiasm, which, which the winners seemed to suffer from, they got, they got knocked out of the playoffs. Now, I hear the Oilers with excuses. The players are on the, the uh, show tonight saying, Well, we made mental errors this year. We made mental mistakes. You are professionals. If Air Canada pilots flew airplanes the way the Oilers play hockey, there'd be thousands of people dying every day. Well, I so we hear ma- ma- mental you're, errors. And you're mental going dark, anymore. Scott.
0: That's usually what I, to- I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's real. Mental error. Oh, we made mental errors. Oh, we made mental mistakes. Oh, we weren't ready. Oh, we weren't thinking. Hey, Air Canada flew planes like that. Doctors went into operating rooms like that. People be dying all over the place. Like these guys, got to get it together. Well, what they, they do. The, the, Wake up call.
0: Just to be f- the only difference is there aren't other doctors and airplane pilots trying to stop to do those guys from their 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 jobs. I try. I I know. I understand what you're saying. The thing that dis- don't hang up, Scott. The, the thing no, no, that no, no no no. I I I, dis-
1: I disagree with you. I disagree with you. You know, Air Canada flies over to Japan. They fly through. Uh, okay, you know, let's, know, not, uh, cold, let's not let's not, belabor, let's
0: not let's not believe let's not believe that point. I I I I. <laughs> the thing that bugs me is is these aren't rookies making a lot of the big mistakes. Like, I, I, again, I don't expect perfection. There's going to be mistakes in games, and, and Dallas made plenty of mistakes last night too. But it, it's frustrating that some of these veterans who, like you said, should have learned lessons and be motivated, uh, have been as sloppy as they are. But we'll wrap up with your, uh, your final thought, please.
1: Well, my final thought is that I'm just saying that if other professionals performed the way the Oilers did we'd have all kinds of problems you know there's all kinds of adversity faces other professionals in their jobs they overcome it these guys are lazy sloppy and unmotivated it's absolutely as a fan unacceptable to me they gotta wake up and smell the coffee and start playing some hard hockey at this point they, they keep doing what they're doing by November 25th they're out of the playoffs Scott Guaranteed. you only have to promise me one thing That if
0: they start doing better, you also have to call in just to be balanced. Is that fair?
1: Uh, listen to your show, I'll call in, but I'm telling you, November 25th is the drop dead. Yeah. They, they, don't have it, they don't have it together by then. If they're not playing 500, 600 hockey overall, we're done.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tense for sure. Okay, thanks, Scott. 780-496-0063. Kellen, uh, if you got any uh, text there, hit me with them before we go to break.
1: Yeah, for sure. We got some uh, texts coming in quickly on the text line. It is, uh, we'll start with Gaston, who texted in, and he says, don't mind seeing Lavoie called up since the most recent call-up from the Condors was the best player on the game or in the game last night. Uh, hopefully the heart and determination that Garnier played with rubs off on the rest of the team. That's from Gaston. Yeah, we'll
0: see what Lavoie does. Obviously, a lot of people wanted to see him uh, well at the start of the season instead of Adam Ernie getting the, the contract off the PTO. I guess uh, Ernie, I think he missed the first game of the season and they signed him on the Friday before the second game against Vancouver. Yeah, Lavoie what, uh, seven points in five games in the minors? So... Uh, pretty good. I, I mean, give him a chance. I mean, it's not as if he's going to uh, mess up a winning team. I mean, the Oilers, they got to execute better, like Scott was just saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, quick one from Potsy here before we break. The best is still to come from the Oilers. They were bound to have a slump, and they're getting it out of the way early. Uh, yeah, well...
0: They were bound to... Yes. I mean, every team has a bad section. Uh, yes, it looks worse first early in the season. The Oilers and Woodcroft mentioned this today. And they went 3-7 and seven between games 11 and 20 last year. Uh, so that wasn't great. They were 10-10, 20 games into the season, and then they... S- Kept getting better and better from there, but 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 again, there are some problems here that are a little upsetting to see from uh, from a team that is in this point in its development. We'll get more of your feedback, and Chuba Hubbard is still coming up.